I'm here to be an all-time great. great. Now rocking with the best. Perfect yellow, perfect yellow, perfect yellow, perfect yellow. The Lakers repeat back-to-back title. Welcome to the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. Oh, he's smoking hot. The latest Laker news. Another great Showtime feed. The greatest Laker show. This is going to be legendary for a long time. This is the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. Lakers all day. Go Lakers! What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Big Baby Jonathan here. Welcome to the latest edition of the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. And on the line, on Zoom, I got my boy, Jonathan Mathis from Sports Central Carnival. How's it going, man? What's going on, Big Baby Jonathan, man? It's always a pleasure to join you on the show, man. And we're going to do some big things. It's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, we are. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot more shows weekdays, every Wednesday at four at 4.15, every Wednesday. We're going to talk about NBA, NFL, MLB, you know. Um, let's get it started, man. What are your thoughts about Adam Silver talking about the potential, the decision of the NBA returning in two to four weeks? What's your thoughts about that? What is your gut feeling about that time frame, two to four weeks? Adam Silver is a great commissioner. I trust him in handling big decisions. We've mm-hmm. seen him make some, uh, you know, unprecedented decisions in the past. Um, this is not new to him. I, I think he's you know, weighing it out carefully. He's not moving too fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's no rush for him. So he's giving it a two to four week window, which I think is good because look, the NBA, my friend, has to draw up a detailed protocol mm-hmm. uh, for a potential restart. I mean, you know, you have to have health officials backing you. Um, you know, you have to make sure you're making uh, the right move here. Um, Back in March, when the NBA got shut down, there was a shortage of COVID-19 testing. testing. Mm -hmm. Now you have more testing. But the question uh, today, Big Baby, is is, it still remains to be seen when when the season will resume. I mean, the question I have, is there enough testing um, to go around for all these players? You know, um, back in March, you didn't have enough tests. you know, it was only good for those who were asymptomatic, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and one owner is not, you know, um, in agreement with this. One owner is not on the same page, and that would be Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban is hesitant about the NBA uh, returning. Um, he came out and said that he doesn't feel comfortable about opening his, uh, you know, practice facility in the Dallas area. And, you know, they've seen a growth uh, in cases um, in North, in Northern Texas. So um, it's crazy what's going on. Um, but the league is pretty confident they will have enough testing capacity to test all these players. And that's going to be the number one thing before they even get back to plan because there's so many health concerns right now. But it'll be interesting to see what happens in the coming days and the coming weeks. Yeah, man, Mark Cuban um, that doesn't want to open the gym yet. You know, he feels like there needs to be more testing done. I agree, but hey, if we, if da- uh, not David Stern, Adam Silver can find the right testing and get the players tested, 
I'm all for it. You know, I want the season to come back. But if Adam Silver, within that two to four week time frame, says season done, I'll be like, okay, we're gonna. If they cancel it, it is what it is. But if we resume it, there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna be like, why are they going to resume the season? There's stuff going on in the world right now. There's a pandemic. There's gonna be so many like bad feedback. I already know how the media is gonna be. I know how certain people. Because Charles Barkley says it's unsafe. Shaq wants it to stop. But hey. You know, at the end of the day, remember when the Spurs had that lockout season or the NBA had the lockout season when the Spurs won the title? Mm-hmm. I remember that. And there was an asterisk attached to it. But at the end of the day, if the Lakers come back and win the championship, it's not for me, it's not going to be it's not going to be uh, abstract. It's going to be we won it, you know, regardless of what happened. We came back, figured things out and won, you know. Well, what people need to realize is that any team that wins the championship that comes out victorious, let's say if the NBA does mm-hmm. happen to resume, mm-hmm. it was out of their control. This pandemic was out of their control. And mm-hmm. if they can go out and win a championship, hey, I'll take it too. You won a championship. It wouldn't be fair to the team that won a championship to, to you know, be uh, – accused of stealing a championship that seemed like an abstract, mainly because it's a condensed season and because play stopped uh, for a little bit. Yeah. If it's the, like for me, man, overall, LeBron had a conference call with Giannis, James Harden, Curry, Yantan Kumpo, Anthony Davis. They want to figure out a way to come back. They're trying to do everything in their can to come back because we have a championship team. You know, we got AD, LeBron, we got a group of talent, we got a great coach staff. We're 49 and 14 prior to – we're actually going to be 50 and 13 if we didn't lose to Brooklyn. But I predict right. we're going to win 50 games. Before before the season started, I said 50 games. was off by one. But if we come back, get the right um, condition in before maybe three weeks training camp before we start the playoffs, you know, some type of energy so we can get lose – the, lose all the weight that people probably gained during this quarantine – you know, a lot of players, like Kumpo doesn't have yeah. a basketball court at his house, but he's probably doing other things. Like certain players don't have a basketball to shoot around. But I feel like if you're in the NBA, you can order one to your house. Like those little ones back in the day where you can raise it up. Portable courts where yeah. you could Portable courts, yeah. Like for me, if I was in the NBA, I would get that. I'll get some training sets and stuff, do my own workouts, you know. Not just, I'm going to wait till we go back, you know. But the right. Miami Heat. And a lot of them have been doing yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. The Miami Heat opened their practice facility today, and then a lot of uh, Wojnowski. Here, I'll bring it up for you guys. Let me see here. Talking about uh, 23 out of 30 teams are expected to open up their practice facility next Monday. So that's that. That's letting me know that it's starting on baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. Gradually. Yeah, gradually. gradually. You know, it may yes. not come. It may not come right now, but hey, if it come, if it says if Wojnowski or Shams or Mark Stein, whoever tweets, NBC's comeback. Oh, you definitely going to hear from me. It'll be probably breaking news. Everybody's going to be talking about on their podcast. You know what I mean? Well, you know, everyone wants to get back to normalcy. You yes. know, uh, people want sports back in their life. Like the governor of Florida said, everyone is starving for this to be back in their lives. Mm-hmm. They want to see sports. Mm-hmm. And he is welcoming. He is welcoming any team into his state if they have to prepare there they are more than welcome Mm -hmm. if they have to train in the state of florida he is opening his door 
to all these professional mm -hmm. franchises to, you know, move their practice facilities to the state of Florida if needed. Um, you know, Disney World has been mentioned as one of the sites uh, if the NBA decided to uh, return. Uh, so has Las Vegas. So has, uh, I believe, Los Angeles. Um, believe it or not. But as we know, Los Angeles just extended the stay at home order until July. So mm -hmm. that'll be hard to see that happening here. But you uh, brought up the fact yesterday that Arizona has uh, lifted the stay home order. And um, if I'm correct, the MLB was originally uh, considering on having baseball games over there if they um, were to restart their season. Yeah, man. If Arizona resume their stay or if they say, okay, you guys can go back to practice. I feel like they want the NBA to say, Arizona, let's go peep that. They're going to go peek Arizona, you know. They got a great stadium at the Phoenix Suns Arena. That's good, you know. They probably have good hotels down there. You know what I mean? So, Adam Silver's probably going to do anything in his power to get the season back, I feel like, because yesterday he said he left the Board of Governors meeting positive, and Wojnowski said there's momentum towards the NBA resume season. Yes. But the teams yes. at the bottom of the league, like the Kings and stuff, Suns, they don't want to come back, which is understandable. You know what I mean? So all those teams that are bad at the bottom, they're, they're, their summer already started, you know? Yes. The NBA potentially restarting the season has gained momentum after a virtual meeting um, that they had. Um, it looks really good right now. Now, yeah. that doesn't promise much of anything. But uh, every day, this – it, it seems like it's changing every single day. Yeah, and you, you never know what you're going to wake up to the next day. So um, I guess we just have to wait and see how it all goes. Does Adam Silver reopen the NBA? Does he make this decision? Does he be the first one to start a chain reaction of possibly reopening the league, just like he was the first, remember, to shut it down? Then everyone else followed his lead. Or will he sit back and allow another league to open up before his mm -hmm. and see if they make any mistakes and learn possibly learn from it? Or will he be the first to open and make mistakes and the other leagues could possibly learn from the mistakes that he's made? But I think the first thing that we need to uh, get done first is have enough tests for everybody. I think they have to have the safety protocol in place before they do anything else, uh, before they even think about a potential restart. Mm -hmm. Like I, I mentioned the other day, uh, you know, check the players' temperatures as they come into the venue. Mm -hmm. um, you know, have hand sanitizing stations available. Um, there's different safety measures that you can take here. Um, you know, they're going to have to outline uh, a, a few things before they go back to action. You got to make sure you are well prepared and that you know what you're doing uh, because we're talking about a global pandemic here and a lot of lives have been put into jeopardy and you don't want to jeopardize anyone's lives. I get it. There's not going to be any fans in attendance, but like Charles Barkley said, you got to think about the hotel workers as well. Mm. You know, you're not going to be able to keep everybody uh, secluded in a bubble. It's just, it's not going to work like that. In reality, it doesn't work like that. So um, I, I think if there are some players who are not comfortable, 
they don't have to play. Um, you know, I heard that if one player tests positive on a team, that doesn't mean the rest of the team uh, has to be uh, sent home. And that that doesn't mean they have to be in quarantine for 14 days. The player that's affected will have to be in quarantine for 14 days from my understanding. So that's a good thing. It doesn't you know, affect the entire team, just the player that tests positive. Um, but first, the first priority is making sure you have enough tests for first responders, mm-hmm. uh, essential workers, and then you make sure you have enough tests for NBA teams. Now, there's one team that Ramona Shelbourne mentioned earlier, and I'll let you get to what you want to say. Um, Ramona Shelbourne mentioned earlier that she was in contact with one team that said they'd be willing to purchase tests and donate it to the community, which mm-hmm. I thought was a, a, a pretty good idea. Yeah, man. That would be a good idea, man. Um, yeah. We got to get testing for the players, you know. Like, if they – uh. Like you said, check, check their temperature before they come to the arena. All right, go ahead. You know, hand sanitizer. You know, maybe they have to have hand sanitizer on the court. You know, maybe after during the game, during the timeout, they put hand sanitizer, wipe their hands, maybe yep. like spray some type of stuff on their – like spray some type of stuff on their arms or something, like disinfected and stuff, you know. I'm, I'm all for it. You know, I want the season to come back. I'm very excited, you know, because last two months since this type of – since March 11th, Man, it's been crazy, and I'm tired. Yeah. Old school basketball is cool to watch on TV, but I want to start watching regular Laker basketball again. I like to interject with Laker fans. I still do, but I like to go back and forth with certain, like, Clipper fans, Kings fans. I like the uh, competitive talk on Twitter, man. I just missed that. You know, I missed talking Lakers after post-game, pre-game. I missed all that, man. You know, I just – Yeah, it's crazy. Basketball in general. I miss you know? it too. Now we have 10,000 debates about – who's better, Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant or LeBron, LeBron. James. Yeah. And now then, we have 10,000 debates on Last Dance and, you know, yeah. Cool. The Last Dance is a good documentary. I get it. A lot of people like it. I like it too, but that's like happened. I was born in 1993, so kind of never really experienced it watching them live. So I kind of, it's whatever. And I'll watch this cool, good thing about Michael Jordan. He's talented. He's be, he's almost say he's a bad motherfucker. What I'm talking about, like, he don't play, you know, his his expectations are up, out the roof, man. But, like, overall, I just want basketball back. Even – I'm just – that's the thing, too. UFC starting to have uh, their event. They had it last weekend, and they had it without fans. I watched it. They put a replay on ESPN. It's actually cool watching UFC without fans. It's actually kind of cool to just get an in-depth look about how they – you can actually hear the people fighting and talking and stuff. You can actually hear it. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. And and UFC has taken the proper measures mm-hmm. to make sure that works. Uh, you know, the referees were given masks, I believe. I'm not really a, a big UFC fan, but uh, I know that they uh, took the steps needed mm-hmm. so their fighters can get back out there and compete at a high level again. Yeah, I just want to say if people are listening to the podcast, you're listening to the Big Baby John, the sports podcast. I got Jonathan Mathis on. We're talking about the NBA potentially returning or decision to return two to four weeks. So overall, um, if they do decide to return the season, how do you think like the media is going to be? Do you think the media is going to be like, man, I don't want to come back? That's the other thing too. I want to mention how is that going to work for like TNT, NBC? Because I know NBA Finals on ABC. Excuse me, ABC. 
How is that going to work? Are they going to be able to do the post-game, pre-game show during the arena, or they got to do it from somewhere else? That's what I'm interested to see, you know? That's what I'm interested to see. And, again, these are unprecedented times. Mm-hmm. This is something we've never seen before. So um, we're all new to this. We don't know what to expect if it does. Mm-hmm. I think you have a few media members in present, maybe not every single writer or every single broadcaster. Uh, can you possibly broadcast from home? Sure. We saw how the NFL draft worked out virtually. We see how all these team meetings have gone virtually. Mm-hmm. And with the technology that we have today, it could work. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it won't be the same because nothing is the same if you're not present. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree. If you're present, you can see everything. You could, you know, you everything's happening in front of you. Um, by doing it virtually, that's a whole different story. It's a whole different uh, narrative. You know, it changes the narrative. Um, from a journalistic standpoint, you're not there uh, to really get all the scoop that you might need to get to uh, be more effective. Um, and, you know, broadcasting or writing that story that you want to get out before the deadline. So it's tough. As a journalist, You, it's better to be present uh, than doing it from home or wherever your setting may be. Yeah, man, it's, it's crazy how it well, how NBA is going to put the media. I wonder how the media is going to be put in the arena or the camera people. It's going to be crazy, man. But I'm looking forward to this. So we'll find out in two, two right. to four weeks. So it could be next week down the line, two to four weeks. That's probably towards the middle of May, towards the end, almost into June. We'll find out. But I got to get into this list, um, the ESPN's top ten players of all time. I'm going to read the names to you and tell me if you – I'm going to read the names and let me know what you think. Number one is Michael Jordan. Number two is LeBron. Number three is Kareem. Number four is Bill Russell. <clears throat> Number five is Magic Johnson. Number six is Will Chamberlain. Number seven, Larry Bird. Number eight, Tim Duncan. Kobe, nine. And uh, Shaq, ten. What are your thoughts about that list? I'm going to go first, actually. That list, you should switch. Put Kobe next. Put Kobe where Michael Jordan is or put Kobe at the top and just keep it how it is. Just move Kobe or Shaq. Move Kobe and Shaq to get rid of Wilt Chamberlain. Put Shaq where Wilt Chamberlain is and put Kobe where LeBron is. And everything's good because Kobe gets disrespected. I'm tired of ESPN yeah, doing that because last time they he put does. him at 193 best player in the league when he was towards back of his career. But still, people need to stop disrespecting Kobe. They need to start putting him in the same breath as Jordan and LeBron. They need to start putting him in the debate. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. just disrespectful. And this list, and I'm going to say it, I don't like it. You got to put Kobe up there. Not He's not night. Kobe is way better than Tim Duncan. Way better. A lot of people are like, oh, he has a better career. Kobe had a better career, in my opinion, than Tim Duncan. So what's your thoughts about the top ten list? Yeah, you know what? ESPN has been totally disrespectful to Kobe Bryant uh, for a very long time. And I'm not going to be sitting here bashing ESPN. But, you know, it's biased. It's utter biased. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it just shows a lack of irresponsibility Mm -hmm. by a sports network that knows better, that uh, have broadcast the number of Kobe Bryant Laker games mm-hmm. to know better. Mm-hmm. You know, he should be in the top five for sure. Uh, there's no denying that. Kobe Bryant is one of the best players I've ever seen growing up. 
I had the privilege to watch both Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. And I could tell you, Kobe's game uh, is just like Michael Jordan. When you look at it, and if, hey, call me crazy, sad on those sports. But look, Kobe Bryant emulated Michael Jordan Mm -hmm. in so many ways. Mm -hmm. It's as if he learned from Michael Jordan. It's, it's, It's as if... My, it's as if Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant had a phone conversation every night, dissecting plays, mm-hmm. breaking down film. You know, um, it, it seems to me that they had a great relationship, and we we learned that on the day of the memorial. And that tells you everything you need to know, that Michael Jordan helped. Kobe Bryant become the player that he was. Yep, you know, I, mm-hmm, he built him. He built the legend. You know, he built on his legacy through Michael Jordan. And it showed every time he played, you know, and now we sit back and reflect on his legacy. And still, you have him as a n- number nine player. Really? Really? That is ludicrous. That is crazy to me it's blasphemous it's it's blasphemous it's definitely blasphemous you know i think made that list i I feel like uh i feel like max kellerman made that list because he doesn't like he did he said i remember last year he said uh was more clutch than kobe i remember that on the first take and just kobe just gets disrespected man it's crazy you know Kawhi leonard actually learned from kobe yeah yeah and and kobe and jordan have that same we're, we have high expectations. If you, if you come here, lollygag, play around, I want to take some selfies or TikToks, we don't play that here. You better oh, come. They, they, no, yeah. yeah, I'm telling you, if Kobe if Kobe and Jordan were in today's NBA with the mindset that they have, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of players would be like, oh, I'm good. Like, they'll be, they'll be too scared, you know, because Kobe oh, yeah. and Jordan yeah. have that, like, high demand. And, like, I know um, Kobe and Nick Young got into it in practice, and that's when Kobe told Mitch Kupchak, um these teammates ain't doing stuff for me. Like we gotta get better, you know. And walked out. Same with Jordan. He he yells at his teammates, and so it's understandable why uh, Michael Jordan and Kobe yell at their teammates. They just want the team to get better and the players to get better. They don't want to go out there and have a, a a bad team. You know what I mean? So a lot of people are like, oh, Kobe's not a good teammate. Michael Jordan's not a good teammate. No, they have high expectations, high demands. You know what I mean? Right. That's exactly what it is. And they're they're. Their intense work ethic and their killer instinct was simply unparalleled. Yeah, man, it's it's crazy. Um, Michael Jordan and Kobe, the same, basically the same player. What I see, same player. Um, post up, fade away, tongue out, saying you can't guard me. Same everything, man. Like it's crazy. You know, they just are the same player overall. That's how I feel. But Jonathan Mathis, I want to thank you for being on the show today. Go ahead and give out your social media. So I can leave it in the description so people can go. Click the link in the bio and follow you on uh, YouTube. Absolutely. So, guys, be sure to follow the SoCal Chronicle fan page on Facebook. I have over 600 followers, over 600 likes. Please add your name to the list. Give it a thumbs up and give me a shout out and holler at your boy. Don't be shy. Mm -hmm. Stop by, say what's up. Make sure you uh, click on the links and read the articles that I post and we can have a good time and have some, you know, 
moments to talk about sports. And you can also follow me on Twitter where I'm not very active, more like inactive. But you can still follow me there at SportsJudge85. And you can follow me on Instagram at SportsJudge85. I try to put up some cool pictures for y'all. So uh, make sure you guys uh, check that out as well. And Big Baby Jonathan, thank you. I look mm-hmm. forward to working with you. You're going to be my co-host now. And mm-hmm. it's uh, great to be working with you, brother. Likewise, man. We'll talk soon, man. Take care. All right. Take care.